Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for our listeners for calling in. This is Black Writers Space. I am your host, Tiffany Green, a.k.a. Miss Mocha. Today we are going to be talking with the man, J. Anthony Graves. He is the author of Dead End. He's a, um, he comes from Chicago, born and raised in Chicago, and he resides in Chicago. Hello, J. Anthony. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. Um, we just want to thank you for joining us today. I have my co-host on the air, uh, Mario Givens. Um, how you doing, Mario? He's he's there. He's just not um uh, on yet, but he's he's listening with us. Um, I want to thank all our listeners again, and we are going to dig right into his um book and talk about him as an author and how he started writing and so forth and so on. Um, okay, you are the author of Dead End? Correct. Correct. Okay, now tell me this. How long have you been writing? Um, I've been writing books probably about two, about two years now when I started this book. This is actually the first book I ever wrote. I started okay. writing years ago, though, because I was before I, before I wrote books, I was a hip hop artist. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay. So you were writing. Um, you you wrote your own rhymes, right? Right, right, right. Most of my okay. I like I like songs. I like stor- stories. Songs that were a story, like you know, like Biggie, Slick Rick, stuff like that. So a lot of my songs were stories. Actually, Dead End was a song. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just able to elaborate more on it, you know, in book format. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay, now tell me this. Um, when did you, like, come to the conclusion that you wanted to take the song and make it into a book and actually start writing books? Because I'm sure that's not going to be your last book. So. Oh, no, no absolutely not. This is actually the first book of a trilogy. Um Dead End 2, Pierre's story, will be released uh, late April, early May. But I decided when I when I, when I I stopped rapping, I really kind of didn't have any outlet anymore. You know, I've been rapping for probably 10, 15 years, and 
that was something that I did all the time, and I was able to, you know, get my feelings across, and it's a, it's a good way to release. So I didn't have that anymore. So I just was sitting around, and I said, let me try to write a book. Uh, first time I tried it, it didn't turn out too well. So I read a book by Stephen King called On Writing. And after I read that book, I, I, I finished Dead End. Wow. Okay. Okay. That I know that always helps me, inspiration. That's a that's that's the awesome thing. Um okay. I just have have a lot of questions I wanna ask you. Um let me see. Okay, let's dig into the book, your the pages of your book. Okay. Uh there are several scenes of violence. Like how do you I know we all, as writers, we find our own audience, or our audience finds us, basically, where, you know, you may have an audience that like violence and one that does not. So how do you respond to the audience that does not particularly care for the violence, but you still want them to grasp the um, content of your book, the, the main, you know, points you were trying to get across and the different, you know, stories? You know, how do you how do you deal with that? Well, one thing is I always tell people that uh, my book, this book, and uh, the trilogy, is like a rated R movie uh, in book wow. format. A lot of sex, drugs, and violence. Uh, just okay. like The Godfather, just like Scarface, just like Goodfellas. Uh, okay. You know, so uh, the same people that watch those movies will love my book. Oh, okay. Time. So, I mean, some people don't like those type of movies. Those, the people who don't like those type of movies, this book is definitely not for them. So it's not, when I say that, I mean it's not for children. You know, I've had people tell me they're 13-year-old. Want to read. I'm like, nah, so give it to your kid. Don't give it to your kid. Right, right. Now, do you ever see yourself even diving into a children's scene where you would even cross over and write children's books? Well, actually, yes. That's something my daughter is pushing me to do a lot. She's six. And she wants me to write a book for her. So eventually I will get there. Right now, this this is actually the, the only, this trilogy is the only urban lit that I'm going to write, probably. Um, oh, after that, okay. uh, I'm, I'm also releasing next year a book of short stories that are more contemporary, that, you know, don't take place in the hood, called Short Attention Theater. Um, when I wrote my book and talked to a lot of people, the main reason most people don't read that I got from, from, from friends of mine was that they didn't have enough time for it. So I came up with an idea that, okay, if you don't have enough time, what if I put together a book with 30 short stories in it that are all 1,500 words or less so Mm -hmm. a person could theoretically read a story a day and at the end of that month, he read a whole book. Okay, okay. That sounds really interesting. Okay, when can we expect this short stories? Is this a 2012 project or later on down the after, okay. 2012. It's already a, a lot of the short. I've, uh, I've written probably 12 to 15 short stories already. If you go on my Facebook page for J. Anthony Graves, I've got about four or five of them on there uh, to show you the you know the other way that I write. I got like a couple of excerpts from Dead End on there also, but uh, that will be out uh, the fall of 2012. Fall of 2012. Okay, yeah. we will definitely be looking for that. This is very interesting. Um, so this is the last one for the sex, drugs, and violence. Um, so actually you're really looking to expand to um, a more uh, wide global audience. 
basically. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's not the last one. Like I said, it's a trilogy. So after the next two books come out, then that'll be it for the for the Urban Lit, unless they pull me back in. You know, I know my fans. Some people told me that they want me to keep writing this kind of stuff. And I, I'll probably dabble in it because, you know, I, I basically look at myself as a filter. And all I do is I, I see the things that I've seen, the things that I've heard in the world, they, they get filtered out through me, and that's what I write about. Okay. Okay, cool. This is really, um, wow. Okay. Mario's going to come in and um, join us. Mario? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, how you doing? I'm cool. How you feel today, Jay? Oh, I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm great. How about yourself? Man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, you know, just letting the world know I'm at work, delivering the mail in the rain, but took the time out to uh, do the show right real fast before I jump back in the vehicle to do some more mail. Well, I appreciate um, that. Yeah. This, this is what we're supposed to do, sacrifice. Um, when I first met you, it was like we connected, you know what I mean? Like, you know what we talked about when we first seen each other, and and every time we see each other, it seemed like we did much better with each other as far as the communication and, and, and picking each other's brain and stuff like that. But what I want to know is, just like probably every listener want to know is, what makes this book different than any other urban story in the world? Because everybody said they got stories about about. The, uh, sex, drugs, murder, crime. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? What makes this story much different? All right, well, number one, I write a genre that I call faction. It's based on fact and steeped in fiction. So that's number one. I, I feel that I write differently than anybody else that's writing urban literature simply because I, I'm, I'm writing almost real-life experiences and not necessarily my own. Also, it takes place in Chicago, and that's not something you really see in urban literature. Most of your urban literature takes place on the East Coast, down South, things of that nature. So this one is placed exactly in Chicago. One of the things that I like to do when I rapped was I grew up, like, listening to Mob Deep and Nas and, you know, all these rappers I knew, and, oh, yeah. and Snoop and all of them. So I knew everything about New York. I could, I, could, I could visualize New York in my head. I could visualize Compton in my head. I could visualize Long Beach in my head. So when I rapped, I tried to make people be able to visualize Chicago. So in my books, that's another thing that I do is I want you to read my books, and I want you to be from, from California, and I want you to read my books, and you, you are actually going down 79th Street, and you see Harold's Chicken. You know, I, I want right. you to know exactly where you are, and that's that's one thing that I definitely get across in those books. I feel that's amazing. That's amazing because, like I say, I'm I'm a fan of Mob Deep, Nas, the Biggies, everybody we listened to in that era at the time. And once again, I I know what Queensbridge looks like. And I ain't never been to Queensbridge. You know what I mean? Right. So right. my thing is, when you was talking about the short stories, also it's like a lot of people don't understand what a short story is. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that one? Well, a short story is, is something that's short. Like I said, 1,500 words or less. Dead end is 40,000 words to give you a, a view on uh, on the scale. So, for, And that's a short book. It's a real short book, only about 200 pages, and that was 40,000 words. A short story, my short stories are fall in around 1,500 words, and it's something that you really have to – Get to the point quick because you only got a you got a minimal amount of time to get the reader in and out. So it's it's something that that that's real brief, but it's to the point and it's it's poignant. You know, I have some that are kind of that are funny, I have some that are serious, some that are sad, some that are just good stories. Okay, but what 
what's more challenging for you, the short stories or just writing the book itself? Well, both of them pretty much don't like mess with your mindset as far as a mental block. Or do you think the short story, since it's a little shorter, it's much more easier to get to the point real fast? Yeah, the short stories are pretty are pretty pretty much easier because the hardest part of the short story for me is coming up with the actual story. Like how am I what 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 am I trying to convey to the reader? And once I once I figured that out, then it's pretty easy. I can write it like a couple of hours. Whereas with a book, I don't even write my stories, I tell people. Um I create the characters. And I create those characters in my mind, and once I've created the characters, the characters basically tell me what's happening in their, li- in their life. I don't, I don't control the story anymore once I create the characters. I create the characters, and then they tell me the story. And if there's any new characters that come along, they introduce them to me, and then they become a character in my mind. So that's 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 a lot harder because sometimes you know I'm fighting the different voices in my head, like all right, who, who am I talking to now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot tougher to write that whole book. But you don't, you don't need no medication, do you? You got people talking to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely need medication. I, I definitely need oh, medication. Okay. I, I, take, I, I take it every day, believe me. That's good, man. But I got a question for you. Like, go ahead. I got something, I got something for you. I, and I told you when I when I get on this show with you, I was going to mess around with you a little bit. Okay. Can you spit a, a verse for, for, for the viewers? Uh, and for the uh, 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 nah, I don't rhyme no more, man. Okay. Oh, right. I'm from a town called Terra, the era I represent. The 80s living shady, no Mercedes just getting bent. White pour and Kool-Aid, shaking bass style in the back of South Shore, throwing up gang size. That's about all I'm going to give you right there, man. So. <laughs> all right, now. Now, now. You could have spit a whole number 16. You probably would have got a little change out of this. Now, come on. No, 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 no. I'm I'm really content where I am now. You know, honestly, I found my lane. Um, It's a lane that I feel is really not a lot of competition in. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's a million rappers out here. I know a million rappers, and I know a million rappers that's my age and still rapping. You know what I'm saying? So I'm real comfortable in my lane doing something that I like to do. I don't have to. I don't have to, you know, conform to anybody or anything. I, I do what I want to do. I write my story, you know what I'm saying? And, I'm, you know, I'm also writing screenplays, too. Dead End is a screenplay. We'll be shooting that next year. I'm trying to get the end of the funding together now. So we'll be shooting that movie next year. So, I mean, I, I'm oh, wow. real comfortable with this, you know what I'm saying? When I rap, I wanted to be an actor at the end of the day. Now that I'm writing books, I want to write movies. I want I want to bring it to the big screen, you know, because a lot of people don't read. So I'll, I'll still continue to to write books. But I also want to bring them to the big screen so everybody can see what I'm talking about. Wow. Uh, we really appreciate this, man, because, like I say, uh, when we got the bookstore talking to you, we we got that vibe from you that we knew that you was on your business and you was trying to get this story out there because a lot of people don't understand. Just because you're from this, this urban lifestyle, city lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, some people still don't understand the ins and outs of it. And with this book, it tells the story of it. Like, hey, this is what it is. If you if you don't understand this, like you say, don't pick it up. If you don't want to know about it, leave it alone. But if you want to know about these things, pick it up, read it. Right, right, absolutely. I tell my buddies, you know, you know, like I got I got buddies that's never been south of 18th Street. You know what I'm saying? So I tell them, you know, if you you can read this book and live vicariously through it, you can experience going in the hood. You know, even though you never will go to the hood, you can read this and go to the hood. You know, it's like I say, somebody from out of town. You know, people love Chicago. 
people out of town always want to hear about Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere you go, you say you're from Chicago, they ask you a million questions about about the shot. So right. I answer a lot of those questions in the book. There you have it. There you have it, uh, viewers. J. Anthony Graves. This is uh, Mario. I got to tune out. I got to go back to delivering mail. So uh, <laughs> maybe I can jump back on it later on. But I enjoy you, J. Anthony Graves. Uh, we're going to touch bases a little bit more because I actually want to get into the uh, short stories myself. And okay. maybe you can be my mentor. All right, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Just give me a buzz. Okay. I'll talk to you uh, later. All right. Thank you, Mario. No problem. Okay, there you have it. Wow. I have learned a lot about J. Anthony Graves today. This is really awesome. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, you got you a lot going on. Well, I try. I mean, you know, I think people only got two things in this life. That's time and money. A man who has a lot of time on his hands usually has no money. The man who has a lot of money usually has no time. You know, I, I try to be a person that don't have time. So I try to keep myself real busy because... As busy as you are, you know, the productive, the more productive you are, the more you pull back in. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so how is the production doing? Like, how are your sales going? How many books have you sold since you dropped it? How, uh, well, like, I, I, I put it out probably, I put it out this year in 2011. And oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I probably sold, like, I haven't, I haven't looked at the numbers lately. I sold, like, about 3,000 last I checked. But it's like I'm not really in a position to sell a lot of books right now. Right now, this first book was my first was my, was my first book, so I would consider myself holding my crap. But I am pleased with the project. Um, okay. It's it's the thing basically about distribution now. Me getting in these bookstores, me getting in your Targets, your WalMarts, your Walgreens, mm-hmm. you know things of that nature. So that's what I'm working on now. Is that end and aspect of everything is getting into these to these places, because right now I'm, I'm basically available on my website, www.janthonygraves.com, um, okay. and also at offthebookshelf.com, also at amazon.com. Um, you can find my books, and you can also do digital downloads to your computer, your Kindle, your Nook, Facebook, I mean, your iPad, and all of that. But um, right now okay. I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get into the big stores now, because I know once I do that, then, you know, a little bit more promotion in the book sales will go up. Okay, so tell us this. What can Black Writers Space do to help the sale of your book, your upcoming projects? What can we do to be a part oh. of the J. Anthony Graves movement? Hey, you've been a great help right now. Just put me on the air. I appreciate that. But, I mean, you know, hey, just promote me, get me out there to your fans, you know, expanding both of our brands together. You know, that's something that, that I think can benefit the both of us. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about helping those that help me and helping those that, that really are on something, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people that got lip service and talk about they, they're going to do this and they're going to do that, but I believe in action, you know, let the action speak for themselves. You don't have to talk about it. Okay. Okay, cool. We're here. We're definitely here. That's why I um created this whole support system. That's why I want it to be globally, worldwide. It's just not a black thing. It's just not a Chicago thing. I really want this to go nationwide, uh, across the seas, wherever there is a writer. So I do have a question, though, um, concerning your writing. What do you – have you ever experienced writer's block? I have that issue, like, quite often. And then I hear some writers say, well, no, I don't believe in that. 
Um, it's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. Like, have you ever had that experience? I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really want to say I've had writer's block. What I've had is a lack of writer's time. You know, that's that's my my biggest <laughs> thing. Being being a husband and a father, uh, you know, and working, trying to maintain that balance to find the time to write. It's 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 extremely difficult to because I have to. You know, one thing I read a while ago. I think Paulo Coelho said it that a, a writer has to be a person. A person who's a writer has to be a person who's comfortable being alone. Because I don't know about other people, but I know for myself, I I need to I need music playing, but I don't want anybody coming in and talking to me, looking over my shoulder. I need right. three to four right. hours blocked away where it's just me and my computer. And, right, you know, right, and, and that's it. That. And that music really helps. Well, it helps me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, it's some funny music story is my... it's something where you can like. I don't know. Well, I I felt that I experienced writer's block. I don't know. I don't think we have a really plain definition for it, but I could put on some music, whatever right. was going on back at the time where I'm trying to write about, and it pe- takes you all the way back there like you just there. So music Absolutely. really helps me, yeah. Absolutely. Funny little story people trip out when they hear is that I wrote the first book right now right on my computer, but the dead end, I wrote mm-hmm. on my phone. I wrote that on the phone. So that's what? why I was, yeah, yeah, I wrote it on my phone. I wrote it on my phone. I had a, uh, what kind of phone was that? I you can't remember. Was, I think it was a dash. I think it was a dash. Say again? You said it was 40,000 words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I, I wrote a lot of rhymes in my phone. So it was just like a natural process when I switched over to writing books. I just kept doing it. And it was it's a, it was way more convenient because I could be driving somewhere, pull over at the lake, you know, blow something, put something in the air real quick, and write on my phone. And uh, you know, I did that, that that way. I could create that time to write. But since I've been writing dead in too, I've been writing at home on my computer, and it's been a little slower. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to write either when everybody's asleep or nobody's at home. Right, right. You need that time, that that me time, that writing time. Okay. Right. So you are a um and and. Along with being a writer and an author and completing your first book, you are also a family guy. Absolutely, Husband, absolutely. Father, wow. How long have you been married? I've uh, been married seven years. Yeah, seven years. I think. Yeah, seven years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it looks like we have some callers. Okay. And we're going to take some live callers right now, if you don't mind. Oh, not at all. Absolutely. Okay. Hold on one second. Hello. Can you hear me? Face, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hi. This is Rio, though. What's going on, boy? Not much, man. Hey, I remember what you said, so I had to hop online and order the book before I called. <laughs> That's yeah, man, good. I but I'm, that. I, I'm proud of you, bro. You're doing your thing. Um, and uh, good answers, by the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you need to um, you know, I'm gonna hit you on your hip, throw you the address, man. But send me some pluggers or something. I can go litter the parking lots of Barnes and Noble for you. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. Oh, most definitely, man. But keep it up, bro. You still in Florida, right? Yeah, South Florida, man, four miles. Okay, for sure, for sure. I need I need some readers down there. So that I got that you, is 
Most definitely, most definitely. Appreciate you calling in. Definitely, man. Keep it up. 100. Yep. yep. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, you're welcome, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Right. Bye-bye. See, most people that know me, Mm-hmm. But not from the literary world. They're going to call me Doe, Avon, Avon, Doe. And that's how the majority of people know me. I just had to switch to my to my real name, J. Anthony Graves, because I wanted to separate the two. You know, I didn't want to – I felt like I don't rap anymore. There's no need to hold on to that anymore. I said, just like I changed my uniform, my clothes. Now I'm wearing more suits, more blazers, more slacks, more shoes, you know, as opposed to wearing Timberlands and ones every day. Okay. We got another caller. Okay. Hold on. One second. Hello, this is Black Rider's face. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Hey, um, I, this is this is Ronald calling in. I was just um, tuning in to your show, and I know you have Mr. Gray's in on your yes. show, and I just wanted to to uh, ask him a, a quick question. I actually read read half of the book. My wife actually, um, I guess she purchased the book. And I, what I wanted to know was um, what kind of um, positive influences um, did you have um, in your life? I know you, you know, you come from, uh, you know, a different background as most youth today. But did you have any uh, other influence, um, positive influences in your life? Oh yeah, yes sir, yes sir. I appreciate your calling and question, um, and I also appreciate your wife getting the book too. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a, I, I had a few positive influences growing up. Uh, football coach. Um, but that was, I mean, a few, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I came from a different background than most, you know, I was in foster care times of my life. I was, you know, in and out of, you know, just different, you know, foster homes and stuff like that. And, uh, so I, my aspect on life is a lot different than people that come from, you know, a, a one family home or even a two, two family home. When I got to college, I saw another aspect of life, you know, uh, I went to the army when I was 17, went to college right after that. And, um, uh, I saw another aspect of life by meeting different people, so I started meeting people from two-family homes, you know. And then uh, when I got on the music scene, I started meeting other people. But, I mean, as far as positive influences, there weren't many around where I grew up at. There weren't, you know, what what people would consider a positive influence. Now, I do consider my book to be a positive influence because if you look at the title, Dead End, you know, what happens in the book is a lot of the things that they're doing that are wrong keep leading them to exactly that, a dead end. And that's the kind of the point I'm trying to show is that, yeah, you know, it looks good on the surface, and initially it might be good, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it, it normally leads you to a dead end, you know. Okay. Hey, I, I appreciate you uh, taking taking my call, and um, I, I hope you have a lot of success. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here, Tiffany. Yeah. Um, I just want to let our listeners know that they can call in. Um, we, we're here. We have a lot of time left. Um, the, air, the number is area code 347-215-8712. So if you have any questions, concerns, um, you're looking to purchase the book, you want to know where to purchase the book, um, tell us that. Where can we purchase the book besides online? Like here in Chicago, are you hooked up with any independent bookstores in Chicago? No, I'm not. I'm working on that now. I'm making my connections now with a lot of people in the literary world in Chicago so I can get in some of these bookstores like uh, Books, Inc. I do have a good relationship with uh, 
with Constant Shabazz over there. Uh, I think I do have some books in there, actually. Um, about to be working with some other people, getting them the book joint. I'm trying to remember her name. Well, I can't remember okay. the name of the book joint, but that's on the east side of Chicago. I'll probably be in there soon also. Yeah, I have their information for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also myself trying to get connected with independent bookstores so that when we get writers and authors who don't have those outlets, then we can have that connection and then outsource available for them. That's really, really big to me. Um, Amazon and, and Barnes and & Nobles is cool, but I just feel like I think you touch more people in the um, in the hood, in the neighborhood. I think you can touch more of your readers in the independent bookstores. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, online, uh, yeah, yeah, and and you're able to actually, you know, shake their hands. And when can we um, look for you to do any book signings? Have you did any book signings? Oh yeah, I've done a ton of book signings. I belong to a network called CBAN, Chicago Black Authors Network, and um, they actually I didn't participate last week, but we were down. They were down at the James R. Thompson Center, the State of Illinois building. We're down there four times a year on Thursdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're down there four times a year, three days in that in that week. Um, we also, we just had a big thing um, probably two or three months ago. We had a book signing. We had outside vendors in there. That was like a 49th of Wabash, I believe. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty active in that. Now, don't get me wrong, but I look forward to do I wish I could do them every week, you know, because this is my life now is writing books. So I want to get out there and touch the people and be in contact with them. Because one of my main goals of writing is to raise the literacy rate among my, you know, among my people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the right. best way to do it is through reading. You know, what I'm saying I, I, one thing that made me write was I'm, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I've been reading my whole life. That's what I do. I read. I read. I read. Anybody knows to tell you. He reads while he's eating. He reads in the bathroom. Reads. Mm-hmm. I, I read while I'm watching TV. You know. So in saying that, I, I know that people, if they read more, they would be more literate. You know, people spend a lot of time yeah. on Facebook and stuff like that, but that's yeah. that's not that's not really reading. You know. But if you mm-hmm. if you if you read more, they've always said the best way to hide a secret with somebody is to put it in a book, and uh, right. it still holds true today. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I wrote the Dead End trilogy. That's why I write the Dead End trilogy because I feel it's a lot easier for people, the, the audience that I'm trying to raise their literacy rate, for them to pick up on that. And then when I come with something different, if they're already a fan of mine, then they'll pick up on the next stuff that I write too, which will help to 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 uh, put them somewhere else. Okay. Also, how can we um how can we help in selling your book locally here in Chicago? We would like to um get together and 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 get that going. Well, any way possible that you can come up with to help me, I'm I'm open to. Honestly, you know, okay. if it's uh putting them in your in your in your store, if it's yeah. advertising helping me advertise on your website or your or your Facebook pages, however it is, I'm just trying to get it out there. Okay, we have two more callers. I'm gonna t- okay. go ahead and. Okay. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling in. I just want to say one. I really enjoy your show. I think you're doing an awesome job. I I really appreciate having a place to listen to to um come to where I feel like I can uh, connect 
and 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 be a part of something that I want to do. I'm not a writer yet, but it is something that I want to do. So I'm constantly inspired every time I you know get something from your Facebook page or any any advertisements or anything that you send out, and um, even you know the the authors that you have on your show and the ones that you feature in your magazine. So. I just wanted to first start off by saying, uh, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the outlet. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And then I have a few questions for um, Mr. Graves. I don't want to take up a lot of time, but I, I have, like, four questions if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Shoot. We can okay, take first, about two of them because we have two other calls, but go ahead. Okay. First, I just wanted to ask, what was your initial inspiration to just start writing, to, to reach other people? I know you, you you said that you wanted to cross over with, from your music to writing and everything, but what was your inspiration? What made you want to reach people in this manner? Well, that, that was like the only outlet I could really come up with. You know, I felt like it was a natural transition based on the fact that, you know, I wrote rhymes and I wrote a lot of stories with my rhymes, and this was, you know, I said, let me try to write this song and see how it how to turn out. And I mean, I just, I just needed something to do, and another another uh, source of income don't, don't ever hurt. Right, right. I I agree with that. And then my another question is: is this some, is this your hundred percent thing? You do this a hundred percent, and and this is your source of income, or is this something that you do on the side and you have like a nine to five, like a lot of people huh. start off? No, 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 no. I, I actually haven't had a job since 2001. I stopped working for the Department of Corrections. I worked for the Department of Corrections from 93 to 2001, and I stopped working there when I put out my first CD in 2001. And after that, I took my money from rap, got into real estate. Real estate market went bad, and that's when I started thinking about writing. And, you know, right now, that's 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 what I do. I, I'm, a, I'm an author. That's what I do. I devote all my time to this. That is awesome. That's awesome. And then also, I have. I just want to know, like, I know you want to reach people, and you. I talked about, you know, um, having people open books, and you know, as a mother, I have a, a teenage son, and I just want to know what advice would you give to other mothers, other parents that have teenagers that you know have access to the web, to the internet, to, to Facebook, to Xbox, to TV, cable things that we didn't have in our day and make them actually sit down and pick up a book or what is it about you that, you know, would appeal to to, you know, the, this this um this these kids these days that don't really know anything about reading like this. Well my book is perfect for something like that, you know, depending on the age and the the um the, the mentality of the child. Um, I just wrote something like that about that, I think, on Twitter, on Facebook. I said, you know, in this technological age with all the advances we've made, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, and we can easily tell our kids, go play the Xbox, go get on the computer, you know, but we got to remember that we need to tell them to pick up a book. Even if we got to sit down and read that book with them or just be in the room with them. While, you know, kids like to do what they see also, you know, mm -hmm. so if they see you reading, they're going to read. You know, my six-year-old is, is an avid reader. She reads like crazy. She won't even get in the car without a book. But that's because I believe that's because she sees me reading a lot. And um, I just I just feel that the kids are going to do as they see us doing. we got to set a good example for them. We don't always set the best example, of course, because we make mistakes too. We make a lot of mistakes. But we gotta we got to stand firm on it, you know. And, and, and kids, especially our young boys that are going through things, like I always felt like uh, Sister Soldier's book, Coldest Winter Ever, I, I felt like when that book came out, 
I had both of my little sisters read it. I feel like every young teenage black girl needs to read that book because it's, it's it shows them a path that they mm-hmm. might not want to take, that they probably are going to take if they if they don't get it right. And I think that's the same thing Dead End does for young black males. Is it'll show them, hey, you know. This is where, and, and girls too, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's some definitely strong female characters in the book also. But it just yeah, shows that. Pardon me? No, yeah. I say yes, I saw that. Right, right. So it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's a lot of ins and outs to it. And, uh, you know, we have to be there for these kids, you know, and, and, and start early with it. You got to start early with it. Sounds good. And then the last question, are you having any book signings at any time? I mean, do you do book signings or anything like that? I do do book signings. I don't know what my next one is going to be, but if you go to my website, com and leave your, your information, anything that you need to know, you can get on my mailing list, and I mail out every, you know, where I'm going to be, you know, what what's going on and everything. And I also offer, be offering some giveaways when Dead End 2 comes out. And actually starting in January, I'll be releasing a chapter a month to my readers, um, of Dead End 2 up until the release of the book. So you get the first four chapters of Dead End 2 for free just by being a subscriber. Wow. I like that. I do, too. I like that, too. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for taking my call. Again, much, much, much much success to you. Um, I, 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 I wish you nothing but the best. And, again, thank you for the outlet. And you guys be blessed and have a good holiday. Thanks a lot for the call. You have a great holiday, too. You thank you. We have one more caller. Okay. No, that's just hung up. Anybody that was on hold, if you could call back, we would really appreciate it. Area code three four seven two one five eight seven one two. I had, I know we, you know, it's hard. We're trying to get everybody in, so right, that's right. area three four seven two one five eight seven one two. We would love to hear from you. And also, people, remember, J, the letter J, AnthonyGraves.com. Yes. Go there, get on the mailing list so I can keep you up to date with what's going on with me. Absolutely. We definitely want to keep you guys updated. Um, he's a really awesome writer. And I really like how you um, elaborate on, you know, how you grew up and how you came up and what your writing is all about. I I really, that's very interesting. And we want to thank you for even taking the time to come on air with us so that we can get everybody else to know who you are. And that's my whole goal with Black Writers Space is to um, not just get the big people, but to get the people that somebody may have not ever heard of you and they have a chance to hear what the name of your book is, what your book is about, what your style of writing is, what your goal is, all of the above. So that's what we're here for. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely appreciate you having me. And like the young lady was just saying, the caller, uh, you know, it's good to have an outlet like this. It's good for, you know, I listened to your show last week, you know, and I liked the show last week. And it's, it's I'll be listening every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, because it's a, it's a good way to get to know new authors. You know, I might find somebody that I want to start reading their books. Um, and it's a great outlet for people. Yes, it is. We have Mario back on the line with us. Mario? Hey, I'm back on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been rushing out there. Okay, the I, like- I got to get back on. I got to get back online now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, yeah. I just pretty much uh, I heard a little bit about what you were saying to the caller when she was talking about the um, how a woman can uh, talk to you know the kids or you know stuff like that, and and it kind of hit me at home like it wasn't that many positive things growing up that we can look out there and say, oh wow, that's that's the man right there, that's the woman right there I need to look up to. So I appreciate you sharing that with with the viewers, the everybody, you know, letting us know that. That, that this book can be an outlet because dead end means it's over with. Stop it. Start your life over. Start doing these positive things, you know. Uh, go to school, uh, read a book, uh, write a book, you know, those type of things. So I appreciate that because that hit home because I was that person who they had somebody to look out, look up to, so I had to look up to myself with my opinion. Absolutely. Right. So right. That, that means a lot because we got to be better parents too because – we got to start partying with our children and sit down and read the stories with our children when they're young. So when they get older, they, they'll pick up a book. Like my daughter, she's 12 years old, and all she does is read, 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 read. Right. You know, so right. I got her a book reader with over 2 million books on it. If she want to be exactly. a reader, I'm going to show you how to read. You know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. I appreciate that, Jay, because that means a lot. And coming from a man, it, it, it kind of gets a little bit stronger because it's not that many positive men in these households you know, the way it should be. And, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that means a lot, you know, and, and for a woman to call in and to ask that question, man, that means a lot, you know, because that's, that's showing you that your book can be that positive outlook. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I had wanted to do with my music, with my money from the music, that I did just, just never got enough of it, but that I will be doing with the book proceeds, is that I want to open a center for young black boys to be able to come in every day, you know, kind of, I guess it's kind of how the Boys and Girls Club is supposed to be, but I want to do it where you come in every day, and I got police officers, firemen, lawyers, doctors, you know, garbage men, you know, uh, anybody that has a, 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 a postal worker like yourself, you know what I'm saying, so they can come in and see these black men and know that they can go out and do something like that. You know, it, it's like... Without seeing it, we, we, we don't believe things that we can't see. If you see it on TV, you know, like the Cosby Show. I didn't believe the Cosby Show was realistic growing up where I grew up at. I, I couldn't right. imagine a mother being a doctor and a husband being a lawyer, however it was on there. You know, in, in the same household, that was just crazy to me. It was fiction. You know, but if you see these things every day, if you start meeting people who are doing these things, then you can create those higher aspirations for yourself. And once you start having goals that are attainable and you know that they're attainable, then you can reach them. But without a goal in, in mind and no and, and no direction or which way to go to get there, you're never going to get there. I agree. Um, I also, uh, go ahead, Tiffany. We have a caller. The, the One of the callers that hung up, and I really want to get them on the air. Give me one okay. second. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you for calling Hi. in. Hi. This is Monica, and I have a question. I'd like to know if you have time for Jay Anthony to read an excerpt from his books. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, just so I got it sitting right here. I'm glad I do. Let me find me a good page without a lot of. I don't want to get nobody hot and bothered on the, on the airwaves, so I'm going to try to find one without no sex in it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real, you know, I'm just being honest. Like I always tell you a mess. <laughs> I will. 
Hold on one second. Now, let us know what page, too, because I have the book right here. Okay. Cool. All right, let's go to page 110. Imani was dressed to impress as usual. She had on a white St. John pantsuit and some Prada ballerina flats. She drove east on 79th Street, not looking in anyone's face for fear they might recognize her. She thought Legend probably owed Pierre some money, but she didn't think he would do anything to her. She had nothing to do with his street dealings and therefore couldn't be held accountable for whatever he did or didn't do. Pierre had arrived five minutes earlier and posted up at the other end of the block. They were going to box her in, so she would be forced to answer whatever questions they had. They were praying that Legend would be in the car with her so they could just snatch him up. She turned left on Essex and headed towards her mother's apartment on 77th Street. Cars lined both sides of the street, leaving enough room for one car to traverse down the middle. Once she got on the block, she was so preoccupied with the thoughts of seeing her family that she didn't notice Zulu pull behind her. Nor did she see him chirping Pierre on his next tail, notifying him that she was on the block. What she did see, which didn't matter by this time anyway, was Pierre barreling the wrong way down the one-way street headed towards her. They had her trapped between the proverbial rock and a hard place. As she fumbled for her phone to call Legend, Zulu reached in and pulled her through the window. Bitch, where that pussy-ass nigga Legend at? She had been terrified of Zulu and his lazy eyes since she was a child. Now, she was not only face-to-face with it, but he was close enough for his spit to fly in her face. She not only could smell the onions from the hoagie he had eaten earlier, it seemed as if she could taste it. I don't know. What the fuck are you doing this shit for, Pierre? She turned to what she had hoped would be a sympathetic face, only to recognize the bloodthirsty look of a psychopath. You need to ask Legends faggot ass that question. Right now, you just need to answer mine. She felt Zulu shove a gun into her abdomen as he clutched her with his other hand by the throat. He wasn't applying any pressure, yet. Where did y'all move to? What the fuck is this nigga on? Don't nobody get no money over here without my permission. I don't have anything to do with how he gets money. Why are you doing this to me? She shrieked. Bitch, all that screaming gonna get you killed. What's your motherfucking address? Zulu pushed the gun deeper into her abdomen and tightened his chokehold at the same time. In the midst of all this, Amani's mother and Darren had come downstairs. Stan had been returning home and observed the commotion. He dipped off into the alley and headed towards Kingston. He knew his treachery had caused this, but the good dope Pierre was going to give him made it worthwhile. Better to act as if he didn't see anything rather than deal with the fallout. Darren began walking towards the middle of the street. Pierre, man, let my little sister go. She ain't did shit to you. Pierre didn't miss a beat and immediately trained his gun on Darren, stopping him in his tracks. He raised both hands but continued to plead with Pierre to let her go. There were several cars lined up behind Zulu's van, blowing their horns. Amani's mother was screaming at the top of her lungs for Pierre to let her only daughter go, and a crowd was beginning to gather. He didn't want to overplay his hand, so he snatched her purse off the seat and her cell phone. Let her go. Come move a fucking car, D. Let's go, Zulu. Next time, I'm fucking you, bitch, Zulu whispered in her ear. He released her, but not before jabbing the gun deeper in her stomach. He rubbed her crotch roughly with the gun before slinging her on the sidewalk. Her mother and Darren rushed to her crumpled body. Once again, Pierre pointed his pistol at Darren. Move this goddamn car. She aight. And if you're looking for somebody to blame, call Ledger's punk ass. I'm only doing what I got to. Darren jumped in the driver's seat of her still-running car. He followed Pierre, who had to drive backwards towards 76th Street as Zulu brought up the rear. The cars they had impeded drove by slowly, looking at Imani and her mother on the ground, sobbing. Imani was holding her stomach in pain and trying to tell her mother something. Hush, baby. When Darren comes back around the corner, we're going to get you upstairs so you can lie down. I came by to tell you I'm pregnant, Mama, labeled Imani. That's beautiful, child. I'm going to finally be a grandmother. No one seemed to notice the growing red stain on her pants. 
And that's the end of that chapter. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Monica? Yes. Hi. Did you have any other questions? Uh, well, I've read the book, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I wanted him to share some, you know, with the other listeners. But also, how can book clubs, if they want you to come to a book club meeting or if they want to purchase the book for their members to read, how can they get in contact with you? You can contact me on my Facebook page for J. Anthony Gray's. Best place to go, though, is my website, www.janthonygrays.com. And I'm open to coming to any book clubs and reading and sitting down and talking about the book with you after you read. I, I love to do stuff like that, so I welcome that at all times. Okay, well, you, thank you very much, you guys. Have a great evening. Thank, thank you, you for your call and your support. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, we are back, and we are going to take a break. Okay. Okay. Got me on the air. 
I met you, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that? I'm yeah. already on the air. And yeah. um, I, th- I think you're in a great, you know, situation right now where you'll be able to help out a lot of aspiring artists, you know, aspiring uh, writers, uh, poets probably, you know, all of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a, a, a great thing, a great thing. I think that, you know, the community needs that. Yes, and that's our major goal. That was the vision that I had when I all of this came about. Like I say every show, I came up with the um, idea of just a networking site for writers online, and that was in 2006, the end of 2006, 2007. So it pretty much it, it grew to like 300 members on the site, and then it kind of just set. Because then I'm, you know, working the nine to five. You don't always get time to uh, commit or um, spend time with your passion and what you really want to do. You know, we work the job so we can bring home the bacon and make the money and keep everything moving. But it's other things that we really want to do. So now that I have that time, I'm, I'm really trying to put five hundred percent into it. So, okay. Okay. Absolutely. You know what? And actually, since I'm over here, we're talking. I want to do a thing that's special for being on Black Writer Space Magazine. Anybody that comes to my Facebook page for a Christmas sale for yourself or for gifts, ten dollars for the book. So come on to uh, let me know on my Facebook on J. Anthony Gray's Facebook page or Black Writer Space page um, that you heard the show and. You get the book for ten dollars for a Christmas sale. Okay, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. a real good Christmas gift because people who like to read love to read. So absolutely that's good for a nice, absolutely. quick, inexpensive Christmas gift, and it's well worth it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's well worth it. Mm-mm. No more callers. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm looking at the screen. I'm I'm waiting. Okay. okay. And don't be scared to call in. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. The number is four seven two one five eight one two. Call us. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas. You know, I I, I, I can talk a little bit more about me since we're here. You know, my earliest writing influence was Donald Goins. So that also it kind of explains why I chose to write urban literature initially. Uh, mm-hmm. My buddy, my buddy guy, he put me up on Donald Goins when we were in high school. And it just amazed me, you know, from reading something that was that hard and gritty and real. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know books like that existed. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about getting high and, and, and people getting killed and, you know, having sex. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? So I'm reading. I, I really had a, a deep liking for Donald Goins. Then when I found out his background, he was a, a dopey and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it was like, damn, you know, it, it helped to transform him from this, you know, a drag of society into an author, you know what I'm saying? So that was something that always stuck with me. Now, my favorite author now is Stephen King. And, you know, a lot of people just assume that, you know, they he got this thing where, you know, he writes a lot about the supernatural and scary stuff. But he writes, to me, he's the best story writer that there is out there because if you read his books, he's got a lot more stuff like that, like real, real, real stuff. You know, he's like the best storyteller ever to me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I that's what I aspire to do. I aspire to write stories that are as good and as easy to follow as Stephen King. You know, I find myself, every time he drops a new book, I got to go get it because it's just, I know it's going to be a compelling story in there, you know. Right. We have one, we have another caller. Okay. 
So, how are you? Good. What's her name? Savannah Grace. <laughs> hey, baby. Oh. Hey, Daddy. Hey, baby. How hey, you doing? Daddy. Good. Okay, okay. What you doing? Nothing. Nothing? You just felt like calling and talking to me? No, I need to ask you a question. Okay, I'm listening. Oh, here we listening. Are you going to uh, make children books when you're done with Dead End 2? Yes, I am. I'm going to write a children's book, and I'm going to have you help me, and we're going to sit down together, and we're going to write a children's book. Okay? Yay! All right. I love yeah. you. Love you, too. Okay. Thank okay. you for calling. You're welcome. Whew. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That was unexpected right there. Hey, oh my God. That was that was off the chain. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm also I'm also available to mentor youth groups, you know what I'm saying? Based on mm-hmm. my background with um, you know, me coming up, like I say, in the system, you know what I'm saying, the DCFS system and also working in the Department of Corrections, I've seen both sides of the fence. So I'm 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 pretty aware of what these kids need and what they need to hear and how they need to hear it. And I'm available for that, too. If you need me to come in and talk to some kids, if it's just your kid, it don't even have to be a bunch of kids, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm. you know, kids, I, 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 they're going to adapt to me. They're going to uh, uh, follow what I'm saying because I, I'm, I'm in the hip-hop world still, you know what I'm saying? So all of the rappers that they listen to, I can spit the same thing they spit, but I can also get them some education and get them some food for thought. That's awesome. That's awesome, and that's an excellent idea. I got ideas in my head already. We can do maybe something like um, an hour with J. Anthony Graves, you know, where you hey. can just mentor, dedicate an hour, an hour a day to mentor to um, some young teenagers. You know, they really need that nowadays. It's really, Absolutely. really It was Absolutely. bad then, so it's like triple now. Oh, yeah, it's way worse now. Way yeah. Worse. yeah, but we need more mentors. Absolutely, absolutely. We got a generation of crack babies and crack babies after that. So it's it's just they need somebody. You know what I'm saying? They they really need somebody. If you come, if you if you've never been shown love in your entire life, how can we expect them to show love? How we, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know these people they don't go home and in their refrigerator all they got is a jar of mustard and a gallon of water. You know, he's going to be a savage when he gets out on these streets, believe me. You know what I'm saying? So people, I, I hear people say stuff like, oh, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, it does affect you because these same kids go to school with your kids. These same kids play with your kids. These same kids on the bus with your kids. These same kids are, 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 are at the store when you're coming out there with your Christmas present ready to knock you upside the head. So it mm. does affect you. Yeah. It, it does affect you. Wow. The man, J. Anthony Graves. Okay, now we're going to start wrapping the show up. Um, Anything you want your listeners to know, uh, we have, what, another week, week and a half before 2012 hits. Absolutely. Um, You have some shorts, a book of short stories coming up. We have um, the movie Dead End coming up soon. Tell you what, tell us about the um, your book was uh, a popular um, artist, music artist, was interested in your book, purchasing your book. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't say no names or nothing, you know. But, yeah, somebody was going to buy it from me, but they lowballed me, and they wanted me to take my name off of the book. And they actually told me they were going to make it a direct-to-DVD movie. 
And the money that they were talking about giving me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of laughed at it. I, didn't, I wasn't talking to the artist himself, but I was talking to his people. You know what I'm saying? We had a couple phone conversations, two phone calls. And after that second phone call, I wasn't feeling them, and I, and I knew they wasn't feeling me because I didn't hide that. You know what I'm saying? I told them it was an insult for you to come to me with this much money. I I do that myself. You know, so, um, you know, it was it was like, but it, it also let me know, because I did that. This actually happened before the book was even printed up. Uh, it was in paper format. I went to Kiko's and got it printed out, and I gave it to, to this artist and his manager. And, wow. Uh, you know, and, and but that let me know, hey, okay, you own something, and you need to get this movie shot. So that's why I'm trying to get the funding together right now, so I can get this movie shot because it's, it's gonna be hot. I got, I, it's, it's the screenplay is already written. It's dead end. It's already written. Now we're just waiting for the money to get it filmed. So. Okay. Okay. And I got to get Clifton Morgan in there. I got a spot for him. Pinky, I got a spot for him up in there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're going to take a little short break and then we're going to come back and wrap things up. Okay, cool. Okay, we are back, and we are going to wrap things up. We really, really appreciate having you today on our show. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a busy man. I remember what you said about being busy. <laughs> absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, we, we are honored to, to for you to put us in on your tight schedule. Well, I appreciate you having me in. I appreciate you letting me get my voice heard and, you know, talking to the people and, you know, hopefully inspiring some other people to, you know, do some things that to, to to better themselves, because that's all you can do really is either make yourself worse or make yourself better. Why make it worse? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. we're going in. 
2012. It's time to get it together. Absolutely, absolutely. And this will not be, I hope, your last time on the show. We hope to have oh, you back. I hope back. not either. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> want to have you back, and um, especially with the projects, the really big projects you have coming up um, in 2012. We would like to right, have you back. I, 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 absolutely. I'd love to be on here. I've had a ball being on the show, and, you know, I, I would I would appreciate being there and come over here as often as you will be on here. Okay. Okay. I think Mario wants to say something. Let me get him back in. Hello. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I'm on show. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah, we got you. Alright. I just wanted to tell you thank you and appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time out to uh give us a story and let us know all the things that you got going on. Man, I appreciate I appreciate you all having me on here. Absolutely. So, like I said, me and you going to sit down, we're going to get some talking, and I get the chance, because then you understand the same thing, that with the non-profit and talking about, I also have what I created, and we can put something together, so we can stay in space. Let's do it, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, you know what I'm saying? Put the plan in motion, and there it is. Okay. Y'all have it right there. Say Anthony Graves. Get that book. I get mine. The man. Say Anthony Graves. <laughs> and before I go, I just want to say thank God and get money. That's my mantra. You know what I'm saying? I wake up every morning saying that I go to sleep and I say that thank God and get money. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't do it without the man upstairs and you can't do it with an empty pocket. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you got them two things going on, everything else, in my opinion, kind of falls into place. But thank God first, get money second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I heard oh. him. Get money, God. Sound like a 50 cent record, but. I'm going to do it, too. Okay. Once again, we just thank you for um, being on our show, and we uh, will be talking to you soon, definitely. We're going to get some book signings together and schedule that uh, one-hour-a-day mentoring idea. We're going to put it into play. Absolutely. Let's go. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I'll be talking to you soon, and thank you so much. All right, thanks a lot for having me, Tiffany. I appreciate you, and keep doing what you're doing. It's a great day. I definitely will. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. We're going to take another break, but we are not leaving. We're going to stay in and take some live callers. We'll be right back.
Tell me to be quiet. Come on. Hello, we have a caller. Yes, you have a caller. Hi, how are you? What's your name? My name is Kim. I'm calling from Chicago. Okay. How can um, we help you? Just wanted to just wanted to go ahead and say some big hugs to the author. Read the book, love it. Um, and then missed it because I did just calling in. When can we expect the sequel? I know you're talking about the screenplay and all of that, but when are we going to get some more information on Zulu and the rest of the crew? Okay, he's he's not with us anymore. Um, but oh, he's gone. Okay, yeah, you go ahead on my calendar and it came up. I was trying to get in to get it. That's okay, but um, I do know that he has. We will definitely be in contact. Did he answer yes. that question? Did anyone else call in with it? He has, yeah, he has. Hello? Uh-huh, I'm here. I get that information. He um has a movie coming out, Dead End Movie, soon for 2012, and also a book of short stories. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. And you know, I didn't know about your site, but I'm definitely going to keep this a favor. This is a pretty cool site. I didn't even know about it. You put it on his Facebook. And that's yes. how I knew about it. So definitely, I'm going to make you guys a favor. It's going to be pretty cool site. Thank you so much. Definitely keep in contact with us. He will be um, later for the fall. So keep in contact with us. I continue to put our shows uh, weekly of our shows. Yeah, keep so up where, with us. Where are you broadcasting from? My phone's pretty sure in Richmond. Are you in New York? Are you in Chicago? Where are you? We're in Chicago. Oh, okay, you are in Chicago. Okay. Well, definitely, I definitely will. You guys have a, from what I heard tonight, it's definitely a good show. So I'll definitely keep in touch and keep it plugged in. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for our caller who just called in. Um, we really appreciate when our callers call in, um, our listeners call in. That lets us know that we do have people listening, that um, it's not just, you know, something we put out and there's no response to it, but we are affecting um, people who enjoy writing, people who enjoy reading, and want to be a part of what we're doing here at Black Writers Space. Um, When you have a chance, you can check out our blog. It is blackwriterspace with two S's dot blogspot.com. We have a couple of videos on there. we do not only focus on writers or authors or, you know, you have to have a book. It's really not about that. It's basically anyone who writes. And we are working on building a global network support system for writers. Um, we also have Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're always posting different uh, writers that we feature on the show. Um, And you can still feel free to call in. We have another 20 minutes, area code 347-215-8712. Today we had author J. Anthony Graves, the man. We talked to him today about his book, and uh, he read a um, chapter in his book and talked about uh, how he's going to come out with um, a book of short stories, children's books and he's working on a movie for his book so that's really really interesting and we are we really want to be a part of um your book if you have a book or a story that we don't know about feel free to either call us and tell us about your book or you can hit us on facebook hit us on twitter 
You can email us at blackwriterspace, that's with two S's, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, the call-in number again is 347-215-8712. We really do want to hear from you. The show is growing. This is only our third show, but we're looking to to do many, many, many more um, and our goal is not to just highlight well-known writers, but to actually get the writers that we don't know about. That's what I really love about it, is that we have people who are uh, right here, may live on the same block, or, you know, they may be in California, they may be in Texas. I've gotten calls from Texas. I've gotten calls from, I had a caller yesterday from uh, London, who has a book, who will be uh, featuring in our magazine. We're working on a magazine right now. Um, so, yeah, if you write, if you just want to be a part of the team, we need volunteer writers for the magazine. It's not a pay position, but it gives you an opportunity to to get your writing um, viewed by others and get you some practice. Everyone gets credit for their writing, so whatever you write, you get the credit for it, you know, but um, we are looking for volunteer writers for the magazine, and we just really want people to know that we're here to support. We're here if you need us, if you need help with self-publishing, if you need help with um, getting your book started. We are not publishers yet. We're working on that also, where we will be able to publish other people, publish um, books up under Black Writer Space. So we are working on Black Writer Space Publishing. We're working on a bookstore so that we'll be able to carry your book in the store. I know it's just a lot of authors that I talk to right here in Chicago that their book is really not in a lot of independent bookstores. So that's one of our goals also is to um, make that happen. Um, we have some independent bookstores that are closing down because everybody does the Kindle now. But we really want to change that. I have my co-host back on the air, Mario. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I was just explaining to our listeners that, um, you know, what we're all about here at Black Writer Space and still encouraging people to call in, that we're looking for volunteer writers for the magazine, that we are um, looking to be a uh, publishing company also that's in the works. We have the magazine in the works, um, that we also have connections where, you know, if you have a book that you're ready to get published or you just want to know how to get started. A lot of people don't write books because they think it costs so much money to write a book. It costs so much money to publish, which is really not true. Um, so we're just here as that support system. And we do want to hear from you. Area code 347-215-8712. So if anyone wants to call in, we are here. Definitely, we are here to support you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We have a blog, www.blackwriterspace, with two S's, forward slash blogspot.com. Please feel free to t uh, check out our blog, uh, our blog site. We have videos on there with um, 
Gerard McClendon. We have some upcoming guests that will be on the show. We have a video of them on there with an, um, just a little sample of what the book is about. We will be having J. Anthony Graves back on um, within 2012. Really, really, really great interview. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Mario, yeah, you awesome. Yes, he was. He really was. Very Would you like to listeners? No, I'm just saying he was very detailed in what he was saying about the book, about future things and all that stuff, so that was good. Yeah, it was. It really was. Even reading the um reading the chapter of the book, it was it was kinda X rated, but <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. I mean, because that really I think that really gives your listeners and your um, anyone who's even thinking of who doesn't have the book and they're thinking about purchasing the book, you know, like I was told years ago, your audience will find you. So those right. who, you know, go ahead. Even though, even though, even though it was a listen to some viewers or listeners about the same time, this is what we do in Chicago, in all the urban cities, in all of America. You know, this is. This is it. There's no fabricating a real story. Like, that was real. And and I think by you saying it the way it should be said, it grabs the the audience. Right. I agree. And that's, you know what the the bottom line is. At the end of the day, just keeping it real. You know, there's nothing phony about it. There's nothing that's... um, you know, where you have to make up something. It's it's real. And there's people out here, that's their life, you know. You can write a book and and it'd be about sex, drugs, and money, but that could be somebody's life that you just wrote, you know. So it's um, still can be encouraging um, to even write, like he said in his interview, that he didn't even know that it was books out there like that. So, yeah, you learn something new every day. But we we really appreciate it having him today. And we look to have many more uh writers and authors like himself to come on the show and like I said, we, we want to know about the people we don't know about. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. You know, let us know who you are. Let us know what kind of book you have, what your book is about, what's your story. Everybody got a story. So it's like I also like the uh the caller who called in and was talking about that they want to get their stuff into writing. I mean, I, I'm i not the best writer in the world, but I, I would be looking forward to helping that person sit down and and show them my writing style so maybe that would be something they can do or maybe something they can get an idea from, you know, just helping the person with their pen or with their pad or whatever. Right. You know? It's all inspiration. We were all inspired by something or somebody or... Right. Yeah. And that's what keeps the stories going, being inspired and being motivated and seeing somebody else and reading somebody else's material. You know, that's what I do a lot with my writing, like with my poetry. I I kind of take other people's stories and I take it on to myself and they inspire me. A lot of Facebook statuses inspire me when, when they say there's no good men. Oh, I really love that one. I, I really love to write that. Uh-huh. Or, mm, you know, yeah. Just I'm a, looking at some different too on uh on our radio show. We don't just want to be the, you know, the black and white radio show. Black and white meaning just it's either this or this. Oh, it was just about writers, you know. I do plan to implement in um 
some different discussions, you know, kind of get people talking and, you know, some different conversation pieces that need to be addressed in our society today. So, yeah, we are looking to enlarge our territory as far as um, stepping outside of the, the writer's world at times, you know, for different shows. So what do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I'm with you. Like I say, I'm, you motivate me every day. You inspire me to, to get on the show. You saw what I had to do to get on the show. Uh, just the, everything we do every day with this Black Writers Space and all the things that we do to, to try to help others and help ourselves. But we got projects also. And so we have to motivate and inspire each other to get our projects out there and, and you know, helping other people as far as, like, the nonprofit. You know, like like you said about the, you know, uh, the literacy programs, the mentoring, all this stuff. We we you got to be inspired and motivated because you can get tired trying to do all this stuff. So you got to get that person to give you some energy. So I thank you for it. You know. Yeah, you can get drained really quick and stressed out, and yeah, you always yeah you need that that support. Really, it takes the load off. We have um. Another caller. It looks like one of our callers from earlier. Give me one second. Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Um, I called in before. I realized I didn't give my name. My name is Cherie. And I just wanted to say again, I feel silly about that, but I just wanted to say again how awesome I think it is, um, the work that you guys are doing, um, how much it inspires me. And I really enjoyed the author that you had on and the answers that he gave. Um, It just shows that we can, even no matter what walk of life we come from, it doesn't mean that, you know, we, we have to be exactly that, you know, just to know that, he grew up in foster homes and still became a productive member of society, writing, reading, a member of the corrections department. You know, those things, inspi- you know, will inspire other people and inspires me. Yeah. Um, but I did have a question. I noticed that you mentioned that you are looking for volunteer writers, and I just wanted to know if you can give a little bit more information on that for if that was something that, you know, I wanted to do or someone else, one of the other listeners wanted to do, what does that entail? With the volunteer writing thing, like I said, it's a, it's a non-paid position. That's I call it volunteer. But uh, we need, um, when you have a magazine, you also have other articles in there, which it could be about stress, how to deal with stress, uh, marriage, um, how to uh, plan a quick vacation, just various articles on different subjects that we may need that we don't always have time to do. So I want to develop a writing team. So whereas oh, okay. assignments. Right. And I, and like I say, it's not paid, but it's still experience. It's still something you can put on your resume. You know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Here and here and, and I wrote articles and blah 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 and, and it's still, you know, it's still a part of your portfolio as a writer, if that's something that you're trying to do as a career. So is this something like that we would send in resumes, a sample writing, a meeting? How do we how do we become um how do we let you know that we are interested in that? How what is it what steps do we need to take to to try to be a member of your writing team? 
Basically, you can just email us a sample of your writing. If you have a resume, fine, but it's nothing that's required. Basically, just email us at blackwriterspace, that's with two S's, at gmail.com. And, or either you can contact us on Facebook, either or the email or Facebook or Twitter, because we also on Twitter quite often. But just let us know your name, that you're interested in being a part of our writing team and the volunteer writer position, and that's pretty much it. And if we have ideas, let's just say if we don't want to write, but if we may have ideas for the the magazine or any any feature thing for the month, um, will you are you willing to accept those ideas? Yes, we are. We are always open to ideas and uh, different projects that you may want to run by us that would definitely help the growth and the expansion of what we're trying to build here. Because, like I said, it's is we're trying to build a worldwide uh, network supportive, global. You know, it's it's nothing that's just United States. It's not just Chicago. It's not just a black thing. It's writer. It's people. You know, so we want to reach people. We want to help people. Okay, and last question. I don't know I'm asking a lot of questions, but just wondering, do you have meetings or do you guys, um, you know, get, like, grouped together at any time, you know, over tea, crumpets, whatever, you know, just sit down and, and throw ideas around? Um, we don't have any meetings yet um, other than myself and my co-host meeting to see, you know, okay, well, who we doing next week or what interviews we have coming up. But we are looking to develop um, some teams as far as um, maybe like a development team mm-hmm. where if, if you don't write but you may be, you may specialize in marketing. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have a specialist. So if that's something you want to volunteer for, and I, I use the word volunteer because we're not at the point yet where we can actually have a payroll for every employee. So it's pretty right, much right. a volunteer thing, right? So it's, if it's a passion and you just want to donate your time, if you want to de- donate your skills, we appreciate that and we definitely accept that and we need it. Well, I would say um, myself, and I'm sure others listening, you know, again, you all are just such a great inspiration. I'm so glad and honored that there's something out here like like Black Writer Space and like the, the radio show and the blog and all of the things that you all are doing, all of the ideas, the writers that you all feature. I think it's an awesome idea, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that wants to help and volunteer and, and be a part of the movement. So, again, uh I wish you guys all the success. I can't wait to be a part of it. And again, I just, I, I just want you guys just to be blessed. Thank you so much for calling, and we, we can't wait either. I'm really excited about this. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we kind of just stepped out and just did it. You know, you can talk about doing something for years, and then it never happens. So, I was tired of talking, and he was tired of talking. So we got together and, and we made it happen. All right. Well, I look forward to what's to come. You guys have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. You, you too. too. Bye bye. Hey Tiffany. Yeah. I also want to. I also want to. Uh, just for the view. Uh, the caller that just called in. As far as like some of the things that we want to do for the magazine, like one of the main things that I pretty much love about the magazine was the military presence, and as far as, like, for those who understand what we went through these last years about the military with the 
the war, the the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and all these, yes. these things. You know, I'm I'm a former uh, military. I'm a veteran, and that military presence means a lot because what it's going to do is it's going to showcase man or woman, soldier about what they went through in the military or how to how they felt when they came back, how society treated them, how the help was. Because you know, coming back to war, yeah. things. That that takes a toll on a person. How can they adapt back into the real world? That military yeah. presence means a lot because before uh, September 11, like I said, I am a veteran. I was there before the September 11, and I was there during the September 11, and I was there after all that. The military didn't get that much respect from my eyes on, on where I was stationed at, and it shouldn't have took a war to show that type of respect to to the men and women who have to sacrifice their lives from their family right. members or just, you know, being killed and all this stuff, even losing a limb or coming back mentally challenged or anything, you know, that takes a toll right. on the family and that person. So be looking out for that military presence because it means a lot for the, for the not just the United States but for the world because other people go through that in their military also. So I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Yes, we are definitely going to touch base on that, um, more information on that in our next show. Because what, what we really want to do is we want to let um, the military, the, the soldiers know that we're here to support them as well. Um, we are going to wrap our show up now, and we want to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank everyone for calling in, and um, we will see you next week. Actually, no, we'll see you Thursday. We have a show this week for Thursday and Friday. So look out for our um, announcements on Facebook. And we look to um, hear from you Thursday and Friday. We do have a show this week, Thursday and Friday. So talk to you later. Thank you for listening in on Black Writer Space. Um, And everyone have a merry, merry Christmas.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.